Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. You know, we've all been faced with fear, and especially in relation to losing a job or losing a relationship or, you know, anytime that you get into a comfortable situation that feels secure and it's suddenly kind of let go for some reason, we're faced with that fear. Oh my gosh, what do we do now? And I remember that feeling, I mean, not just with my divorce, but as some of you know, I worked as a matchmaker for a little bit at a large corporation. And for me, that was my job. It was my identity. It was what I counted on. It was before I was off on my own. And one day it was just announced that they were going under and we were all going to lose our job. And we didn't have much time either with that. So I had a lot to face in that moment. And the biggest thing that I remember was that overwhelming fear that came over me of now what? I mean, either I could have gone back and gotten another job, which seemingly to me was the secure thing to do, the practical thing to do. Or I could go off on my own, which I felt like I was meant to do, but it was I was scared to do that. So I did. I made the decision. And obviously, if I didn't make that decision, I wouldn't be here today talking to you. Um, and I'm so glad I did, but it really um, threw me in that time. And it, it's a funny thing with fear because usually we are scared of the unknown, right? Like, and it's sneaky and it, it can kind of creep up on you. And I remember during that time, I was paralyzed a little bit. Like, and then I started getting into this like perfectionistic mode where I would delay things and I would just like look at my website and it took me like five months to get my website up because it had to be perfect. And, and what's so funny now is I look back on that website now and I was like, what was I thinking? Because it's so antiquated. So, And that's the thing about when you're thinking at that time what you need, but really those are excuses. The procrastination makes you, you know, really just wait for things that you're hoping um, you'll get the courage to do. But when you're faced with that fear and and you're not ready for it, the best thing to do is deal with it. Go for it. Um and so I really want to talk about how to get over fears and to take action, because this can relate to every area in your life when it comes to dating, relationships, if you lost a job. And of course, I brought somebody on today who you all have been asking for again. It was one of your favorite shows when my friend Jordan Harbinger is on. Jordan, hi. Hey. How are you? Hey, glad to be back on. I'm excited. This is going to be fun. I'm so happy that you came back and especially because you are in a new position now right like something big just happened to you where you were faced with a a big decision right yeah well it wasn't as much of a decision i mean i actually got fired from my company the art of charm which i co-founded along with just about every single other person on the team in kind of like a weird coup mm. and at first i was really sad about it mm -hmm. and now i realize that it's kind of like getting kicked out of an insane asylum, if I can say that. I mean, my opinion was just that our team was there and, you know, we were sticking around for a long time and it wasn't a good fit. And then it just was a bad, it was just kind of a bad fit for us. And I was just really great. I'm grateful now to be out. But at the time it was so jarring and disorienting. Yeah. And, 
you know, just a terrible thing. And I thought, oh, my God, I've built this podcast, The Art of Charm, for 11 years, and now I've got to start over with the Jordan Harbinger show. And what I realized was, and we can get more into the details here in a bit, but what I realized was I had actually sort of graduated from The Art of Charm a million years ago, and I had already been trying to do the show that I wanted to do. I just couldn't. I was weighed down by a brand. I was weighed down by a set of logistics and my team was really feeling that so when we all left in air quotes left we just everyone was really excited except for me i was really freaking out the team was like no this is our chance and i was like you're not the one who has to cut the checks you know but now now i'm i realize even though i'm starting from quote unquote scratch this is the best thing that has happened to me in a long time as you're telling this and as i was telling my story i mean it really is like a breakup Right. It's like when you're in a relationship for a really long time and you think that that's what it should be. And it's not until you're out and you look back and you realize, wow, it wasn't good for me. I needed to do this. I needed to be off on my own or meet somebody new or be in a different kind of position in a job. So, yeah, there's so many parallels and, and, and similar things that go on with that. Like, so, I mean, and this relates to how how do you move on from there? Because in that moment, like you were saying, I mean, you were scared and it was not what you were thinking that your life was going to be in that moment. Like, how did you rebuild? Like, how did you get past that? Yeah. So a lot of people were super supportive. I First thing is I made... I realized, oh my gosh, I cannot do this alone, you know? And then I thought, all I have are my skills I've built over it. Well, first I thought, I'm starting over from scratch, which is not true, right? I have 11 plus years of broadcast experience, which was amazing. Now Now when I do a show... I'm not going, gee, how do I turn on this microphone, right? I have my whole <laughs> skill set. I know how to book guests. I've got a name in the industry of for good interviews. You know, you can't take my resume away. I still interviewed Shaquille O'Neal, General McChrystal, Mike Rowe, all these, you know, folks like Russell Brandt, all these things. I still have those connections. I still have those contacts. And the fact that the entire team was fired made it really a lot easier because I wasn't trying to do everything myself or figure out who to hire or rebuild around me. I really already had everybody that I needed, uh, and they all wanted to work with me, as it were, anyway. So I didn't have Mm -hmm. to sort of convince anybody, we're going to do this. It wasn't Jerry Maguire. It was kind of like everybody was already ready to go. You know, I didn't have to take anyone with me. They were already ready to go. And um, many of them had even left before me or gotten fired before me. And so they were ready to rock. And, of course, I also had my relationships in my network. And I have 11 and a half years and change of helping tons of people, making friends with people, going to conferences with other people, networking with people, emailing people, chatting with people, helping people for free. You know, and that goodwill that I developed that I never thought I would really have to lean on or use turned out to be a massive, massive advantage because now what I did originally or initially, I should say, was mm-hmm. I made a huge list of everybody that I wanted to reach out to. And it's, you know, incomplete, of course. And then I sort of found the first dozen or so people that I knew would say yes and not be mm. like, you're an idiot. You're dead to me. Right. Because I kind of thought that wouldn't happen. But you always I was feeling a little vulnerable. So I reached out to those people and immediately got answers, you know, on a freaking Saturday night. You got fired. I can't believe it. You're going to be back better than ever. I'm like, I need your help. So those people Mm -hmm. immediately helped out. And I'm talking about people with huge platforms, people who I've known for a while, people who are CEOs of these, you know, 
nine-figure companies that I knew would talk some sense into me, sort of talk me off the ledge, as it were. Not that I was on a ledge, really, but, you know, I was upset. And so I got a lot of really good quality advice from good close friends in my network. And that, I realized, Uh. was really a good strategy because I think a lot of people try to face this stuff alone or they just tell their significant other. And that's a huge problem because if you try to rebuild a business on your own because you want to keep your pride intact or something, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then you're going to be in trouble because I could probably rebuild my show no matter what. But if I tried to do it alone, it would take me five years. But if I'm doing it with the support of this massive network I've built over the last decade, it's going to take me like 18 months. You know, it's so funny as you were talking and this is what's so profound, and especially like anybody who's been like stuck in a maybe abusive relationship or toxic one or one that's just not healthy for you, whether it's with work or a a partner, you know, you think that that is kind of where your identity is and where you live. And there's a little bit of like an attachment to that. And it can actually deplete your confidence. And, you know, as you were telling your story, and you're breaking from this kind of past, you actually gained more confidence by being able to do all this stuff on your own. Not that you couldn't do it before, but it almost forced you to do that and get unraveled by being stuck somewhere, you know? And now, look, I mean, look at you and your new show is awesome, by the way, but that... I just want everyone to really hear that because, you know, sometimes there was this one woman I was working with and she was stuck in this horrible relationship and she honestly could not move on to date other people. Even though she said that she was broken up, she was like staying stuck by still contacting him and seeing him every now and then. And he was quite like manipulative and abusive. And she realized there was no way she was going to form any kind of relationship or even dating, positive dating experience until she got rid of him. And when she finally got rid of him, Oh my God, it was like she was a different person and her confidence grew and she was doing things that like she's always wanted to do, but she couldn't before because she was always kind of like stuck in this thing. And it sounds like that's a little bit like what happened to you. Yeah, I've actually had a lot of listeners of the Jordan Harbinger show write in and Mm -hmm. be like, look, I know a lot of people are telling you that the new show is even better than the old show, but Mm -hmm. it really, really is. And there's something in your voice that's different. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's because you own the whole thing. And I'm like, yeah, maybe partly because I own it and me and the team are happier for sure. But the other thing is... I just don't have to worry about negativity, right? And and the whole mm. team is excited to really have their foot on the gas and we can produce something and we know we're not going to wake up to some kind of th- drama. And I'll leave oh, it at yeah. that. I don't want to get too into that. But, you know, there that was a problem that we had all kind of had before was like you just couldn't, you know, it, it's like if you've got kids or something, and they show you a painting and you're like, yay, that's really nice. Or you're like, oh, cool, let's put that on the refrigerator, whatever. But if if one in three times you're like, that's ugly, throw it in the garbage. Mm-hmm. That kid's not going to show you their little art projects anymore, right? Because they don't want to feel that way. Right. And that in many ways was kind of what was going on with the team was like people would say like, hey, I've got these awesome ideas we could put in the show, but I kind of don't feel like saying anything because 
we'd have to run it up the flagpole, and you know how that goes. And I'd be like, yeah, just write it down, and maybe in 10 years we can figure out how to use that. And that's demoralizing for mm-hmm. a company. Mm-hmm. And that's what we were all kind of living with. And it was just like one thing after another. It was not occasional. And so, you know, but we thought, well, this is the structure. This is the way things have always been. It's going to be too hard to rip out all the roots and replant everything now. We're too far along. You know, this will never go down with the, the leadership over at AOC, so let's just forget it. But now we don't have to worry about that. That decision was made for us. And we, you know, we were upset initially. And now yeah. everyone is thrilled, really. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, had this not happened, do you think you would have left still? I would, yeah, but it would have taken me forever. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, we had negotiated an amicable split of me and the Art of Charm. It didn't work out mm-hmm. as such, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, due to various reasons, which I will not get into publicly here for legal, you know, for legal purposes, legal reasons. But yeah, I, I mean, I've wanted to leave for a long time, but I didn't have the option. And now I know why, you know, <laughs> but, but I didn't have the option. And I'm sure that anything I would have tried, I, let me put it this way, leaving on my own terms mm-hmm. was not an option. It always had to be a certain way and I think we're going through that process now even though it's clearly not the ideal way for anyone I think this is the only way that it was going to be allowed to happen if that makes sense yeah yeah no totally kind of like kind of like if you're getting divorced from somebody and let's say that you're and I'm using this as a um let's say this is just like a hyperbolic example you know mm-hmm. hypothetical example Let's say you're leaving a relationship and that relationship is abusive. Now, you can't just go, you know what? Abusive husband, I'm out of here. They're not going to go, you know what? You're right. We're not getting along. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, no. And then there's some ish is going to go down. And then some months or weeks later, the, that guy's going to be like, I'm leaving you in this really dramatic and traumatic, horrible way. And you're going to be like, no. But yeah. really, you should be like, yay, because I'm free. But you don't do that at first because the initial event is traumatizing, but it's designed to be that way. That's right. That was what the other person yes. wanted. Yes, exactly. And 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 I was well because and the reason why I asked you is because I'm thinking about yeah, like just relationships in general, where or just situations where we're stuck. There's different ways of getting out of things. One is like having a horrible event where you're forced to get out of it. It could be like an affair. It could be like someone gets hurt in a relationship. It could be being fired like you and or like in my matchmaking days, the the company went under. And had those things not happen those external things you might still be stuck in it but then like then there's some people listening like well nothing like that has happened so how can I motivate myself to do something like change and things that I'm not happy with right so I think there's almost like two different things around that you know but the truth is is once something happens I think to your point, and and I'm living proof too, is that adversity sometimes are gifts in disguise. You don't see it at the time until you're through it and you look back and you're like, ah, okay, there's the gift and how can I now move forward? So I just think there's different ways of doing that. And then it's it's coping. So that's what I was going to ask you. Like, how have you been coping with everything, all these changes and even with like your own relationship yeah, I mean, I think, let's see here. What did I do first? 
I would say the first you go through these like stages of grief, right? Yes. Where you're, first you're like, no, exactly, and then and I sort of talked about that before, and then you go through this like, uh, I don't know what you call. It. What are the seven stages of grief? I'm not even sure. Disbelief is the first one. Second one is it's depression. Yeah, sadness, ex- and then it's what anger, anger, uh, bargaining. That's one of yeah. them. I don't know. If I don't you know, know the order, right? but yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, You're good, right. Good thing we're both qualified to talk about this. Um, <laughs> we just but know yeah, it's the first grief. thing was like, I can't believe it. This can't happen. It doesn't make any sense. It's going to ruin their businesses and it's going to ruin mine. I don't understand why that would happen. That was sort of the disbelief stage. And then the second stage was like this sort of sadness where I was like, oh my gosh, I can never get back to the top. What does this mean? Am mm-hmm. I still the same person? My identity was caught up in being the host of this big show. Now I'm not. Do my experiences count for anything? How do I sort of label myself? Where do I slot myself on the hierarchy? Like all that shit happened. Mm-hmm. And then anger I haven't really hit because I think I went through it briefly and I think I pop back into it here and there where I'm like, ah, you know, and I'll go through some venting phase. Mm-hmm. But really I think I jumped kind of right into oh my gosh everyone who said this is going to be the best thing ever those people are right and I can see it now Mm -hmm. because before I was like no they're like in a year this is going to be the best thing that's ever happened to you and I was like that's so far away now it's like April yeah and this happened in January right and I remember being in January like like it's been two weeks, this is terrible, you know and now it's like oh it's been four months already or three months already this is amazing it's pretty difficult for me to think about how bad things were back then just as it's difficult for me to think about how things will be in the future but I see what everyone was talking about when they're like hey in the future you're just not going to be thinking about this whole split yeah and I realize that's most likely the truth because I think about it here and there now but I'm I'm not losing sleep over it I'm not sitting there thinking like was this the right decision? Could I have done something else? Because the answer is, it one, it doesn't matter, and two, holy yeah. crap, Like I, I should have left years ago. I can't believe I didn't, but I understand now why I didn't. But yeah, in a year, I'm going to be thinking my deepest regret was not pulling the trigger on this in 2015 or something. But see, and that's the thing, like you can't live in regret either because even in 2015, it might have not been the time for you. You know, I, I think that is a very common thing that happens, you know, during these stages. And by the way, it's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. I had to look it up. Um, and that's the stages of grief. And, you know, when you second guess that of yourself, it can also keep you stuck, because then you're living in regret. And, I know I did that too when I, you know, I was like, oh man, now that I know the heaven that I'm on here, why did I wait? But maybe when you, if you did it two years prior, it wouldn't have been the right time and you wouldn't be the same person that you are today. So I don't know. I feel like there's reasons for everything and to really look at more moving forward than looking back. I was talking to a client the other day and she was like... She was so much living in that regret of the past or ghosts of the past, as I call it. And then also she was so quick to to forecast to the future, like running to the finish line in terms of like getting another relationship that she was losing the here and now. She was losing just what was important today. 
and being present. And I think especially when you're going through something like this in terms of coping, it's the best thing you can do is stay present. What can you do today? What can you accomplish today to feel really good and empowered rather than looking back or too much in the future? Does that make sense? It does, yeah. And I agree with that. Looking back at the timing, if I had to, if I could choose the timing, it wouldn't really be years and years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. sanity-wise, it would have, but the perfect time to leave really was right now because totally. I have the team assembled it just the way I want it, all the smart people that I have working with me on the Jordan Harbinger show, great access to all these amazing guests. Like, I really could have maybe done it a few months earlier or been ready for it emotionally in a different way, not thinking this is all going to get screwed up and turn into a big legal drama. But really, it wouldn't have been that much longer ago. It's just, it's kind of funny because this was the time, the time of this split really was the time that this could have worked out so well for everyone. Mm -hmm. And now it's going to work out well for one of us, you know? (laughs) So I'm like, kind of just like, all right, well, that was not my choice. Yeah. But it was, it it is definitely a a bright thing to look at, a bright side to look at. And I understand why people, when they're stuck in relationships, they think I'm, you know, what I was going through is the uh, emotional equivalent of, uh, when you say, oh, I don't know if I could do this again, you know, a lot of it was timing, a lot of it was work over mm-hmm. time. It, that was kind of the emotional business equivalent of, I don't know if I'll be able to find another guy who's that great or another girl yes. who's that great if I leave this one. And the truth exactly. is, you always will. And additionally, what's so great about it? You're freaking miserable 90% of the mm-hmm. time, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to bounce out of it. The the other the difference in, in I think, my situation was, that I knew I couldn't have left even if I wanted to. Yeah. And that was the problem that me and the team had had was we just knew that it was it was going to be one of those, you're not leaving me, you know, mm-hmm, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like that was going to be the case. And I was like not willing to deal with those consequences. So now as rough as it is, at least it was someone else's decision and it happened to be executed in a way that worked out great for me. Right. right? Everyone got terminated at the same time. I didn't have to f- brave it alone. I was able to pick up every single person that I needed to land on my feet and then rebuild. They were just, yeah. it was kind of like if if you're, it was kind of like your, your business is burning down and you're like, oh my gosh, all of my papers. And you're like, oh, they're all online. Oh my gosh, all my staff and everything. And everyone's in the parking lot like, hey, there's an empty office across the street if we guys want to just get back to work. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh great, I have every single person that I need. And they all have all their qualifications and they already know what to do and they already know what I like and they already know. I mean, it was really just like that. So at the end of the day, I'm kind of looking at the building and I'm thinking, okay, so the brand is gone, but I don't care about that. I didn't want that anyway. You know, I was going to change that anyway. Yeah. But when you don't get, when things don't fall apart on your terms, sometimes we resist that. That's right. Because we want it to be on our terms. But it, it that maybe we shouldn't do that, right? Maybe we shouldn't lament that. And it's you. I'm sure you hear this a lot. Women will get dumped by a guy who's just absolutely terrible, and they're upset. And you're thinking, why are you upset? Mm-hmm. And the reason is not because they lost this abusive guy or this bad relationship or this person that made them feel like crap. The reason is because it didn't happen in a way that they expected that was on their terms. So they're use, they're sort of beating themselves up, judging themselves with it. But once you can get past that. You realize, wait a minute, you know, I'm not one of those like believers in the universe, everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm, But if I mm -hmm. were, I would say certainly this is definitely the quote unquote universe saying, 
hey, look, you're not going to pull the trigger on this yourself. I'm going to do it for you. You're welcome. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is that, you know, the metaphor that you use with women who are in this horrible situation and they're crying and they feel awful when it, they it finally is like it's like a gift that they are totally let go of something like that but for them also and I don't know this necessarily was true for you but you know even though negative relationships it is a relationship and it still you know feels crappy to be in some way, let go, rejected, broken up with, you know, and, you know, we all just know what we know at the time. And it's hard to see and forecast the future and what the light could look like. So, you know, that's why and another coping skill that you mentioned is so important. Time is the best healer and and over time, but you can't speed time up, you have to go through it, you can't go around it, you can't jump over it, you have to go through it. And and deal with it. And and you certainly are. And look at I mean, look at where you are right now. And because of all this, you have, you know, the the that other identity, if you will, the brand was just like your old identity or your old last name if you if you were married, right? Now right. It, you now I've got somebody else using my last name <laughs> pretending to be me. Hi, AJ. Right. Well, we won't go into that. But yeah. yes, you have your own identity and your own identity back. Like this is actually who you are. And that's just like relationships because sometimes you like lose your identity, right? Because you're in this like you're stuck in this thing. You are now you and and you're so better off because of it. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing all that. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean, the best thing for me was to, and to be clear, I'm, I'm not saying that uh, it is pretending to be me. What I mean is he's using my last name and it's sort of like a branding thing. Right. So a lot of people are, are confusing him for mm-hmm. me, whether that's intentional or not, I can't speculate, but it is a little strange uh, to use someone's last name when you are not related to them. But uh, so just to be clear there for those transcribing this to be sent and used later. <laughs> um, but like the, the, the thing that was great for me was to get back to work. You know, sitting mm. around and going, wow, what was me? Get back to work. Mm. And for people in relationships, I think that means working on yourself. Yep. Um, instead of lamenting, what did I do wrong? Let me try to fix this. F- work on yourself is huge. Um, that always helps. It helped me to get back to work. It helped me to focus my energy. It helped me almost like a distraction, but not really because you're building something, or in my case, rebuilding something. And you're right. I was really sort of. Part of the hard part was saying goodbye to this old sort of like pickup artist, dating coach, whatever you yeah. want to call it, art of charm identity that I didn't I didn't like anyway. And coming into the Jordan Harbinger show was something fresh. And I was like, oh, but all those other episodes. And it's like, you know what? I did those. I can do better ones and, and will do better ones in the future. It doesn't matter. I don't have to have those somewhere in my pocket. Yes. Right. These It's like an athlete who plays a game and it's like, Remember that time we won the championship in 1978? They're not watching the VHS tape of that every VHS. day. VHS. Right? They're not. They're, <laughs> yeah, they? they're not. It's yeah. not sitting there on this the yeah. shelf. It's part of yeah. them. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter who owns the rights to the broadcast, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's them. The game has been played. And that's where I'm at with it. It's like you have to be comfortable moving forward. But at the same time, even if you want to move forward desperately, when it happens unexpectedly, there's going to be some trauma. So once you realize that that trauma, that sort of jarring Mm -hmm. 
is normal, then you can kind of move forward. Because for me, I thought, oh, no, there's something wrong because I'm feeling bad about how this turned out. And But that's not... That's not bad. That's not... To feel that. That's not yeah. bad. That's totally exactly. normal. It's totally normal. It's like when you graduate from high school and you're going to college. You're excited, but you're kind of sad that your friends are mm-hmm. gone or graduating college and starting a job or moving or your kids are moving out of the house, whichever stage of life you're at. These are not bad things. They're just You're just having that emotional reaction to the end of an era, which is almost always good. That's part of grieving, by the way, and it's essential because people who actually try to skip over that part and not feel, it's going to catch up with you later. Always does. And it can really do you in. So, you know, when you are going through it, it is uber important. I'm really glad you said that. Like, feel it, cry, be angry, allow yourself to do that. But then don't wallow in it and stay under the covers for years and years and years. Pick up, like Jordan said, and get back to work. Put yourself into action. Get Do things that are healthy for you. That's the other thing I always say. Like, I don't know if you've done this, but, you know, working out and having, like, more structure to your day and, and, you know, getting back to things that you enjoy, like hobbies and activities and with, you know, with you, like your spouse or, you know, whatever it is, because that is going to help you feel like you again and give you that strength to move forward. Agree. I think you should. Self-care is mandatory. And I think a lot of people skip over that because they feel like they're too busy, too tired, too depressed. But that's how you get out of that cycle in the first place. Totally. Well, I just want to recap because you had really, really good tips and just using your own experience for people, how to get past fear, how to like, you know, create change for yourself. I mean, the first thing, it is so true, like get support, solicit friends, reach out and people that definitely that who you can trust. But I I really like that tip about writing down a list of people that you know will say yes to you, the know that will support you, whether it's a relationship or job that works, you know, either way. And then the grieving piece is so important. Allow yourself to feel that, go through it. It's essential part of healing and time. I mean, time is really the only thing that's going to help you. But when you're going through it to do self-care and not live in regret and second-guessing yourself so that you can move forward. Jordan, thank you so, so much for coming on here and being so open. Like, this was this was great. Is there any, like, parting words of wisdom that you want to have and also let everyone know again how they can find your new show sure yeah i'm at the jordan harbinger show you can find me in any podcast app and at jordanharbinger.com slash podcast i'm also on instagram and twitter at jordan harbinger and i would love if people would listen to the show look i make worksheets for every episode everything has practical takeaways I'm all about people learning and then applying what they learn. So every single episode I do has actionable tips for people to get better at everything. So hope to see people there. Yes, I know everyone's going to listen. So again, thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if anyone is looking through a breakthrough session for you and getting past your fears, click on this link for my breakthrough sessions, and I will definitely help you. And stay tuned until next week with more tips and how to feel and look fabulous every day.